Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. What is up, Micah, man? I'm chilling, Stevie Snacks. How you doing? Good, good. We've done a few of these, huh? Episodes. Yeah, we're starting <laughs> to make a comeback. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know, this is episode 224 of your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, Home Away, Uber, Lyft, all that fun stuff, podcasts in the world coming at you from Arlington and Fort Worth, Texas. What is up, man? <laughs> oh man a lot of stuff i know you wanted to do a me and you up before you head out of town so uh we've been interviewing a lot of amazing people so it's always good for a stevie and mike epi- episode uh snm episode is if you will we're gonna talk some fun stuff today <laughs> let's start off with your fire cell you went down to houston and did a fire cell and all your furniture yeah man so i shut down five units in houston finally happy to be out of that city uh my favorite city by the way but yeah just uh for short-term rentals not a fan um unless i'm buying but no i I got out of there um so i had and it really wasn't the saturation it was really bad management and this kind of is a learning lesson to you guys when management changes hands and like when you put in maintenance requests and they don't respond to them have your va create a document for every single time that they that something happens like we went through everything i think we had like 10 water issues where there was like completely no water in these units. So um, it was a total, it was a partnership deal. It was a total of 13 units we had at this building at one time. And then we slimmed it down to seven, still wasn't working. So we cut it to five. I had the last five and I just ended up cutting it. So I went to Houston, posted it for sale and somebody actually bought all of it. And the person who bought all of it actually is from Dallas. So they're going down there and grabbing all of it and shooting back to Dallas. So holy crap! You want to give them a shout out or just? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Random? Well, I mean, shout out to Amelia. She bought it. Oh, also, yeah, I could shout her out because she's a listener of the show. Funny thing is, <laughs> when I posted it. She's like, "Oh, you're getting out," and I'm like, "Well, I'm getting out of Houston." She's like, "Oh, okay, cool, cool." She's like, "Good," because I've been following you for the longest time. She's like, "I remember when you guys first started uh, Live Let Thrive." She started telling us the back me the backstory. I'm like, "Oh, crap, you're a listener." So, yeah, shout out to Amelia out of Chicago who now lives in Dallas, who's setting up units here. So, uh, shout out to her. She bought all of it. She was like, "Hey," so I'm like, "Hey, man, I can't just like stop people from coming." I'm like, "Would you be cool putting down a deposit?" She was like, "Yeah, just send me a video." So. Me and my sister went over there and she just did a video of all the units, sent her the video. She's like, I'll take it. And did this half the deposit. So she's a designer, right? I'm not sure if she's a designer, but okay. it's a design. It's actually a mood board designed furniture by Car, not Carwell, by one of Sarah's people. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So the people, when they seen it, they're like, damn, this is nice. You know, even nice. my sister was in there. She's like, you sure I can't buy some of this stuff? You know, my sister's trying to buy it. You're like, this is nice. So, um, and I was actually shocked the furniture held up as well as it did. And of course, we have an amazing cleaning team down in Houston. Shout out to Liz with Heaven Scent. If you need a cleaner in Houston, since I'm out, I will give out her information. No, I'm joking. But now, <laughs> Liz in, in uh, Houston uh, with Heaven Scent, honestly, the best cleaners in Houston, hands down. Um, so yeah, that's basically how I got out of Houston and uh, shut down my last five units. So ramping up on buying now man man if she would have told you beforehand you would have saved you a trip just here you go here's the door codes go go pick it up <laughs> i wish because i still i actually have to take the locks off 
I had to get my stay five stuff oh. out of there. You know me, I'm real big on branding. So I had to get all my branded content out of there, all my share B&B pillows, mugs, um, refrigerator magnets, the stay, all that stuff out of there. But other than that, yeah, man, it, it was, it was, it was cool. I was like, I was like, man, I'm blessed that she was able to grab all of it. And she was like, man, I'm so happy you held it for me. I was like, oh, hell yeah. That <laughs> saves me time, saves you time, you know? Yeah, if you want all of it, take it, you know? Cause she's going to go set up some units elsewhere. I was like, cool. So, Dude, that is cool, man. Just, yeah. just loaded up the U-Haul. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, an oversaturated market like Houston, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what is there a way to be successful in such a market? Uh, in my opinion, I think the way to be successful is to actually own in Houston. Uh, the people that I know that are kicking butt out there actually own units. Um, if you own and you're not paying, especially right now with the rents going up, I kind of made a, a TikTok about this, but like when rents are going up and you're signing arbitrage leases, you're, you, you, you can make, let's say you make you, you, your profit off of it. But what happens is in slow seasons and if times get rough, you still have to make that inflated amount to make money. But you'll have to come down. Like, let's say you just say, forget it. I'm just going to break even. You have to come down while that break even cost. It might be what they, they might still be paying lower than that on their mortgage and all their utilities because they own the property. So mm. in Houston, like there's people, three, two bed, three, four bedroom houses renting it out for 95 bucks a night. And people are like, why is this guy doing this? He's ruining the market. Like, uh, he probably's paid down 40, 50% of his mortgage. So if he paid that down, he can do that, you know, and still make money, <laughs> you know? And yeah. Houston's a very op- operating expenses dependent market, uh, operating expense market where your operating expenses determines everything because there's so many people in there. You know, if you, you don't have the right operating expense and you're a, uh, two bed, two bath apartment competing with the three bed, two bath house who has $500 less of operating expenses than you. And he's decked out with the same furniture as you hard to compete. You know what I mean? Mm, so yeah, yeah. It's one of those type of markets. Oh, okay. I see. So, but, and, and, but everything I'm saying is when you're dependent upon Airbnb, if you're, you know, off the platform, have other ways of coming in, then it doesn't affect you as much, but people that are sitting on Airbnb is usually get ugly down there real quick. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, we have we have two um, townhomes down there, and that it's actually been picking up pretty good, man. Because they do good as mid more midterm than it is short term rentals. Because short term rentals is just crazy, but midterm, yeah, we it's a nicer place to stay midterm. You know, it's like a mm-hmm. uh, three bed uh, three bedroom, three and a half bath. You know, double <laughs> you know two story townhome with a garage. That's a bonus. You know, yeah. so so it definitely it's doing pretty good. It um it had a rough uh, of course everybody had a rough September it's crazy September yeah, just yeah. like drops off a cliff man yeah uh, I would plan plan all your um, maintenance and all of your um, switching out furniture in September it might as well just shut it down there's no point to it man I mean you can make a little bit of money but um I would just um uh, plan all that stuff around in this area I don't know it, it you know it goes market to market but this area September is just just rough dude. everybody's getting their kids back in school right and they're not traveling no more and it's just and actually towards the end of august into the beginning of september but then october man football it's season back up. Speaking mm-hmm. up man like it's you funny. said it's funny i'm actually doing that right now i'm actually about to head to one of my units and change out a bed that just broke hopefully it's my last one and i got to get a brand new couch in one of my units so i'm shutting down two units to, to kind of revamp the place so yeah that's a very good idea wood slats no metal all the way <laughs> <laughs> well what happened how did it break 
It was a wood. It was a, oh the old one. Yeah, yeah the old ones wood slats. Ah, oh, yeah. Freak, yeah they, they said the kids were jumping on it. I'm like, you sure you weren't jumping on it? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Freaking dicky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, I, um, you know, I, the last, the last house we purchased, right, uh, over there in Grand Prairie. Um, so, so we got our cleaner to set up all the, to do the design and set up all the furniture. And she worked through like a local furniture place and everything. Got it all set up. Look, made it beautiful, right? And anyways, um, went over there and looking at everything and I checked it. I was checking the beds and yep, fuck reeking for reeking wood slats, man. I was like, oh man, dude. I said we need to get some. Um, they make the skinny. What are they called? The skinny. Um, um, uh, not the mattress, but the the box spring. Mm-hmm. You seen those? No. I make the skinny one. It's like it's like you know six inches or so. They're not because the no. big I mean, box springs are pretty big. So if you put a box spring on those beds, it would pump it up really high, right? But if um, but they make these skinny box springs that you could put above those wood slat beds and then just yeah. put the mattress right on top. Boom. Oh, you break. mean like a box spring? Oh. Okay. Yeah, skinny. They call them the skinny ones. Yeah, you can get them somewhere. Go to the hood and go and go tell Paco that I sent you. They <laughs> fell off a truck. I got a little oil on them, but it's all right, man. It's, it's a good price, right? Um, <laughs> so that's cool, man. That's uh, people. People got to know about the the fire sales too, man. It's, it's. Yeah. I'm glad you. I'm glad you found somebody. It would have been a, a long weekend over there trying I to get know. rid of things. People ha- not showing up and all that crap. I know. I'm like so happy I was able to get it on because I've been advertising it for like a little bit about three weeks now, three, four weeks. I've been advertising it and someone came and was like, oh, I seen it. Can you, you know, and picked it all up. Got lucky, man. Blessings. <laughs> so and the, one thing I was asking you about um, putting LL, yeah, the LLC, blah, 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 blah. putting all your properties, you know, renting them out to your LLC. Right. We talked about it on the show before. And, and to the specifics on doing it, you know, we're not a legal show, you know, everything we say is just for entertainment purposes only, blah, blah, blah. But um, I talked to Doug too. I, you know, I texted both of you guys because I was sitting in the middle of doing it. And he said, uh, he's going to send me some, some copies of how he did it. And he said, always, um, I said, even if, if the, the company's in my name and say the properties are in my name, so I'm going to rent it out to myself. He goes, this is how you do it. You rent it out from individual, you know, Stephen Swattis, whatever, to um, President Stephen Swattis, the, the president of the LLC, mm, right? okay. president or CEO or whatever you signed up your, your LLC as, because like you're that. not now, that's the business, you know, and now he goes, and that's the big mistake. If you rent it out just to Stephen Suarez, to Artist Reynolds, you know, LLC, Stephen Suarez, and you don't specify that it's mm-hmm. a different it's a president Stephen Suarez or, mm-hmm. or CEO Stephen Suarez, that it's not going to hold water. Uh, and I was like, oh, he's always, always do that. Always put that title, uh, yeah. the, the specific title. Otherwise it doesn't, you know, doesn't. Hold yeah. Water. See, that's why I always do it with, uh, with my wife and then with me, she's the CEO. I'm the operations manager. So, and actually it only works if like, like if the property's in our name, she'll just say mahogany or me, I own the property and I'm rented out to the CEO of share BNB and it goes to her. And then that, that's how we do it. So yeah, that definitely, that is very important. I haven't, I haven't see, I haven't done the ones where I was, I'm the one both signing it, but I, now I see how to do it. Listening to it that way. Ah, got it. Cause yeah. yeah. I can just do it. It just adds a layer of protection, man. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that's what, um, I was looking at today. Um, getting landlords. Here's the, here's the thing for arbitrages out there. We're dropping gems, right? Getting landlords 
to actually do repairs to do <laughs> to, to needed repairs let's say an outdoor patio or a fence or something like that right mm-hmm. i found this i found this little i would say a little hack right it's a little, little tidbit of information that's actually it works you know um so so one of my um, my landlords you know I, I was signing up our our properties our houses with um with the city right mm-hmm. grand prairie and so one of the things they got to do after you submit all the stuff they come and do an inspection right mm-hmm. and so anyways they were doing it and they came and did their inspections and this and that and, and they approved us for the for the permits you know for both for both houses and he did mention he did point out um a patio the patio structure the the wood was rotting and, and we noticed this patio was pretty ugly but it needed a it needed a it, really needed some new boards and stuff like that or a new patio or take it the damn thing down whatever so um he said that needs to that needs to be fixed it's considered dilapidated right and so um i sent a message to the the landlord i said hey man you know he goes how did the how did the inspection go everything went good you know but he did say that um that that thing needs to be either fixed or taken down immediately you know (laughs) and so (laughs) it kind of the city get the city to light a fire under the landlord's <laughs> this is an arbitrage property or property you manage it's an arbitrage it's an arbitrage property <laughs> we're arbitraging and we've told them you know several times hey you know could you look at this because it's getting you know pretty bad or you know or people look there's a fence that needs to be fixed it's a thing yeah. landlords already got you locked in it's a house those repairs are big repairs right doing a fence that's thousands of dollars yeah doing that patio that's thousands of dollars unless he does it himself and he likes to do everything himself but kind of like put it on the whenever you get your inspections done if you do everything on the up and up and you get a property you know an arbitrage a house or whatever um and you get the city to come inspect it just put it on the city say hey man the city really the city said that thing needs to be fixed immediately yeah. and, and then that kind of that holds more water than you than you telling them hey could you fix it so i can get more bookings or whatever <laughs> you know what i'm saying so anyways put it on the city now i have a question for you with him being one of the guys who does his own repairs now is that a good thing seeing that okay if something breaks he'll come fix it and then how hands-on is he with like operations is he the type of guy to show up how's his relationship with that with that arbitrage because this is really good no he you know it's a blessing and a curse right (laughs) because because uh, let's say an apartment complex yeah you fix the dishwasher it's broken okay they'll get it put a work order in they'll get it fixed eventually at least they'll get it fixed you know, <laughs> most, of the, most of the times um but with the landlord you do individual landlord he this this particular landlord is more hands-off you know mm-hmm. i don't hear from him for weeks for months the, the rent goes automatically i told you he's old school he wants a check right so but you get, I know it's weird, whatever. Hey man, I'm still writing off the rent, whatever. I don't know what you're doing on your end. Um, <laughs> it's not my business, but I'm writing off the rent and I'm putting it as rent paid every every week. And you go, oh, here's a hack. If you have a, uh, if you have to write checks every month, you know, which is weird. I forgot how to write checks. You can go to um, you know, whatever your bank, chase.com. And you can go in there and type in who you want to check to send to every month from your account. And they'll automatically send it out for you. You don't have to freaking write a check out yeah. or go get checks or order checks write a check out put it in an envelope put a stamp and say, no you don't got to do all that just put it through your bank i did that with my hoa too my hoa at the um the house we bought is old school too they want you to to mail a check to them they won't take it in person they want you to so same thing went to chase and then they send them the, the hoa check every month so anyways i didn't mean to get off topic but yeah he he's not he does like to fix if it's a high higher dollar 
mm-hmm. you know, but the small thing, like, Hey, they're going to go into the sink. It's leaking a little, they're going to do some, this and that it's going to be about a hundred bucks. Okay. That's fine. I'll take it off the rent. Oh yeah. I'll go ahead and do that. But if it's something like a uh, bigger 500 bucks or more, he's going to want to go look at it and fix it. He might not always fix it the best way. He'll fix it in an economical way. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's a double-edged sword, man. He does stay out of our hair. And um, I remember you told me a long time ago, the sales pitch you tell to landlords is anything under 250 bucks, we'll fix it ourselves. So, uh, you know, you don't always, you know, you kind of nudge them along, see if they're going to do it right. <laughs> but push comes to shove, we'll fix the smaller the smaller issues ourselves, you know, and um, it just depends on the, what kind of landlord you're, you're dealing with. Yeah. Now with a ton of freaking problems, you get there day one, that's, that's kind of BS, right? That, that house should have been a little bit better put together. You didn't know what you're getting into. Right. So now have you dealt with actually negotiating that from jump? The repairs. Yeah. Like if you walk into a place, you want to arbitrage it and it's just kind of like, Father apart in there. <laughs> have you guys went in and said like, hey, if you fix all this stuff, I'll rent it? Have you done now, that? Now, now you know, it's funny with this one, with this one, we got good terms because of that. And I thought I would be able to finesse them into getting some of the stuff fixed, but I'll never do that again. It has to look, it has to be everything good day one. That's not what, worth it, dude. What yeah, what challenges did you run into? Like I said, he'll he'll go and and put some, you know, duct tape on something to fix it. You know, he I mean. He's a good dude, but he just um, you don't want to spend the money. And that's understandable. He's a landlord, whatever. But I mean, I I, should, I, I want to get done things fixed at my houses, right? Correctly. I don't want to keep doing it over and over again. And um, so, so you know, he wants to do things himself. He's a, he's a self-employed slumlord. No. <laughs> Damn. Hope you listening. Hope you listening. You're, you're a cool dude, brother. I love you. Thank you for uh, everything. Um, but yeah the place was a little older and it could have used some things and i thought he, we could we could get some things done but you know it's been pulling teeth so i wouldn't i'll never do that again i'm gonna go into the place that's make ready or say hey i'll i will i want to rent this place for two-year lease whatever but can you are you going to be able to fix these things before my lease before i we sign and then i'll, I'll sign i'll give you the deposit whatever you need but don't go into it hope it's like it's like going dating the chick you know, or, or a chick dating a dude or whatever, however you want to mix them up. Um, and, and thinking that they're going to change that person. Right. Yeah. You know, you go into it. Oh, you know, that person's hot. You know, everything's got, see this little red flags. I see that. Oh, but I'm gonna work on that. I'm gonna change them. I'm gonna get them. No, it ain't going to happen. Right. So don't, don't date the house, you know, and so, <laughs> I always check the house's foundation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Or, or you said, did you say, you mentioned getting inspections before you rent a house from somebody, right? Yeah, bro. I'm real big on that. If you get the inspection done, because what happens is the only, this is the good thing about an inspection report. If you take it to them and be like, look, this is what the inspection report says. So even if you want to sell this bad boy, this is what's going to come up. So you kind of make them look at it like that. Well, shit, I'm losing. This is really my equity right here. Shit, all the shit that needs to be fixed. It's going out the window if you know it's on the official inspection report. I'd pay the actual free for the inspection report. And what you can do is pay that extra fee for the inspection report. And if everything goes good and you get a lease, then uh, my guy Los put me on this. Instead of charging a deposit, charge admin fees for people that are going to stay long term. 
Oh, so he's like, he's like, no, think about it. What does an apartment do? They don't even ask questions. He goes, they'll charge you all these admin fees. I don't know what the hell that shit's for. It's, it's all made up. I was like, oh, yeah. They've been screwing us all our lives. Apartment exactly. complexes, man. They got security <laughs> deposits, first month rent, last month rent. Oh, yeah. Admin fee. Hell's this admin, admin fee. fee. But that's what he does. He charges everything in an admin fee package, and then you can start recouping costs of like, you know, inspections, things of that nature. Yeah, because like an inspection is what, like 300 bucks, right? More yeah, or less. 300 to 500 it can be, depending on the size of the property. You know what I mean? So, so how do you how do you let them do uh, let you do an inspection before you sign a lease with this with this? Let house? them know it's part of the process. Hey, uh, we have to get the property inspected for our, our current insurance for our uh, current insurance uh, policy. And so it's and so you do you do they make you put a deposit and then you get the inspection or, you, or how does it work? Have them do it beforehand. Be like, hey, if you're a, once he agrees to the business model and he's willing to lease to you. Just let them know that you have to do an inspection for your insurance purposes and let them know you use proper insurance. I mean, of course you don't need it, but I mean, just saying, Hey, they're going to ask me all these questions. I need to make sure the property's in well-standing condition. Mm. Yeah. I would definitely do inspections because that, 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 that also is a very good way to have them fix it if he's going to, or have them hire somebody to fix it. You know, let them know, Hey, that your house is not going to shit, but it's certain things in here that need to be looked at. Yeah. 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 And what what have you what have you learned that you would do different than how you've rented um, houses for arbitrage in the past? What I would do what, different? Yeah. What else would you do different that you didn't foresee would be an issue? Mine's mainly been inspections, dude. Because even this big, huge house, I'm uh, it's going to be turned into a management deal here shortly. But we're doing arbitrage on it now. It's certain things I would have had inspected, like uh, pipes under the house um just a full inspection that's really the main thing because it's things that come up um yeah inspections um inspections and then longer leases for sure yeah i would do two-year minimum lease shout out to our guy calvin he just got a four-year lease out in north North carolina Mm. Um, so yeah i would definitely do longer leases longer leases and inspections especially on houses on apartments I would uh, now in apartments, what I would do is if I was to ever pick up more apartments, I would get in writing that the management has a certain threshold to fix issues. I would even go, I'll be really aggressive because I don't even like apartments. So I'd be really aggressive with it. Like, look, you have 24 hours to fix any ish, any work order. But remember, if you're going to do that, you have to go in with leverage. You need at least, I would say at least minimum 10 units at that place. And what happens if they don't fix it in 24 hours? Breach of contract, you can cut the lease. You know, because if I would have had that on those Houston units, it would have saved me a lot of time and money. It would have saved me a lot of time and money. If like we could have just walked out, breach of contract, we're out. You know what I mean? They were were just being slumlords on y'all. Basically, yeah. Because I mean, you'd have water line issues. Water gets backed up. Water, the water, they'll have to shut the water completely off. And the thing is, they'll shut the water off during the middle of the day, them assuming, oh, people are at work, but who's, we cater to traveling nurses. We're right there in the Texas Medical Center. They're at home at that time. So mm. They're like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. you know, and I understand, like, they do cut it off during the day, but there was sometimes it was at night. Now you have the leisure people complaining. You know, they're like, hey, it's no water, you know? So it just was a bad deal. <laughs> 
We, we were there for like two years too. It was a really good, we were in there for like two years and man, it, man. Just went to shit. Yeah. And then, and, and of course they changed management. It's one of those things. And I'd even, man, man, you know, we got Sean coming on in two weeks. That's something I'd ask him to, what kind of contingencies do you put in place if management changes hands? And, you know, you know, cause that's one of the biggest killers when it comes to apartments is management changing hands. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause that, that's been a big, huge killer. But uh, me personally, I would be like, look, here's, I'd put it in writing. You have 24 hours to fix these issues. And then if new management comes in, introduce yourself and be like, Hey, this is the current contract that we're under. Um, I know you guys don't have to renew, but please honor it. You know? So here's what, here's what Mikey Brown so I was talking with Mike Brown the other day mm-hmm. and um, we're talking about these units over there, some units in, in Dallas, right? Sky rise, mm-hmm. whatever. And um, I'll tell you more about those, but he's like, well, you, you better watch, you got to watch out with those. He goes, if it's a newer complex, they could be just trying to fill up all the units so they could sell it to somebody else. And yep. then the next person that buys it, they'll put it in their own management. And then after your lease is done, they say no more Airbnb and kick you out. Correct. I was like, damn, I didn't even know. I didn't realize that they were doing that. You know, they're just trying to fill them just to sell them. Mm-hmm. And then, and then um, as soon as that, as soon as that's done, you got, you got one year. Hey, hopefully you recouped your furniture. Right. And then now they kick your ass out. <laughs> There's no more that's Airbnb. What that's what happened with the places down in Houston. Cause like after they bought the building, right. They revamped it. Like they revamped, like when I went down there, I was like, holy shit. Like they got brand new painted the office. So like when new people walk in, they think it's nice, but it's really broke down in there. They think it's nice because they got the office leasing building pretty. They got the big, <laughs> huge, nice sign out there. But you get in there, man, it's horrible. But and, and also another reason why they weren't really focusing on maintenance was because they're putting all their money into revamping the current units. So in like three years, that is going to be a nice apartment complex. But mm-hmm. right now, if you need a maintenance issue, they're putting it on the back burner. That ain't worth their time and money. Sadly. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm how it is man what can yeah. you do um so that was a good one admin fees i love that no <laughs> we're turning into what we hated uh, growing up right they get they kept screwing us then we're gonna screw the next generation <laughs> um <laughs> you, uh what else was I, I was gonna talk about oh i was gonna ask you real quick with the money the money tightening right mm-hmm. they're trying to tighten the money supply um so how is that affecting like helocs uh, I don't know right now. I, I got my HELOC a long time ago. I've been, I was screaming to the top of my lungs, telling people in 2020, go get a HELOC, man, man. I don't know. Uh, oh, just- wow. I was just in PNC about a month ago, a month or two months ago. I was hey, real in- quick, HELOC is a home equity line of credit. Yes, a home equity line of credit. Basically, they take the equity that's there. And they'll go up to whatever percentage minus how much you owe. And that's how much you get. So basically when I went to PNC like two or three months ago, now I do have a relationship with them and I already have a HELOC with them. They did tell me they were going up to 80%. So, and I already have like a $70,000 HELOC on my property right now that I can use whenever Um, I'm already using like a third, almost half of it. So, which is going to be, you know, and I got actually funny thing is I have my, inspection for my electrical at my rehab going on today so hopefully that gets passed we can get that thing done so we can get that HELOC paid off and go get another one but yeah you can uh definitely look at PNC um they were doing like up to 80 percent 
So you just got to call around. Funny thing about banks, I'm actually about to be next week after I come back from my conference, I'm going to be talking to banks all week because uh, funny thing is, you know, I tried to pull out of Arkansas, but man, the market shifted so much. Dude, the foreclosure sites just like loaded with nice ass properties. I'm talking like stuff built in 2014, brand new brick homes, garages. I'm like, damn. And and the only reason I knew, because, you know, I bought a property off the auction runtime, right? Mm. So, you know, after you buy, they put you in like this little, uh, you know, like this little email list. Hey, if anything comes up and they give you this, your own uh, remote bidding specialist, as they call it. And like, if anything comes to market, like any like foreclosures, they tell you about them. They slide it to you like, hey, these are coming to market and you can bid wherever you are because we know you've closed one. Man, they were sending me shit. And I was like, damn, like this shit's like, these houses are probably worth like 220. The bid, the auction starting off at like 75 grand, you know, and I'm pretty sure I was this, cl- and I, I don't know if it's legal to do this, but uh, I was going to just call the, the owner and just ask, you know, I was going to pitch it like I didn't know that they were in foreclosure and ask them, hey, how much do you own your property? You know, kind of just talk to them and build it up. So that's actually one thing I'm going to be talking to my mentor about. Because, uh, dude, so then I know what to bid on it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it, 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 the market has shifted. It's so many houses out there in foreclosure. Evictions going up. It's like, it's a fire sale right now if you can get in. Holy crap. Just in Arkansas or, or all over? It's, well, the ones I was looking at were in Arkansas, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it, it has to be all over. Like I'm talking, dude, these houses were brand new built people in foreclosure, man. And, wow. it, and I think a while ago, I think when the pandemic started or a little bit after we said, no, it was when the, uh, yeah, when the pandemic started, when the, uh, what, what was those things called? The, uh, the forbearances. Mm. When all that stuff starts running out, and they'll, you know, that stuff starts running out, bro. You know, oh, it, dude, sticker shot because they got to refinance out of that crap, right? I think some if, of them did. If they owe all that money, they have to refinance it. Yeah, if they um, and they I, went from two percent interest uh, on their mortgage. Yeah, to, it's a lot of. Stuff it is almost seven percent now. <laughs> I think some of them. I think some people did do that. I think, but I know some people they did it at the very end of the loan. They just added oh. it on the end. Yeah, on the end, but I don't okay, know. That didn't affect them nothing then. Yeah, but, you know, some people don't read the fine print. You know, some of them might have got it. Hey, at the end of the forbearance, you need to balloon pay us, balloon pay us everything you owed. And then I know some people, I remember we had that forbearance specialist on the cast and he was like, you know, uh, I got Chris. He said, yeah, some of them, they'll tack it on to the very end, which doesn't have an effect on well, to you, year 31. Hey, you got a fat ass payment there, but <laughs> that's. <laughs> you refinance again by then yeah you can refinance. <laughs> yeah, man so i was it's crazy I, you're talking about banks man i'm gonna be on the phone with banks all next week with uh, i'm gonna be calling local credit unions to the area and i'm just gonna kind of and the funny thing is i got this from the bigger pockets rookie show just tell them what you want to do like hey i'm trying to buy these houses out of the auction i got cash but i really rather finance it see what kind of loans you could work with me on because dude it, it's crazy how many man if you go to like the foreclosure site man it's crazy crazy man crazy mm. like even a lot of my my peers they're they're doing that peep they're, they're just hitting up pre-foreclosures right now and they're getting a lot of hits so oh, wow yeah that's nuts man it i is. was <laughs> i saw something on that that was pretty funny the other day um on on yahoo news i was looking at um th- it was this this guy who bought 
a, a trailer home in LA, right? Yeah. So they're having now there's trailer parks popping up in LA. Mm. He bought it, he bought it for like I think $130,000 for a trailer, right? Yeah. Plus you got to pay rent to be on top of this this thing. Yeah. A trailer that you would pay, you know, you would pay what 30,000 bucks here. Of course, LA is going to be more expensive. And you get like a little bitty plot of land. I think but you're but you're renting it. You know, you don't own nothing, right? And then plus that trailer you bought, it's going to just depreciate in value cuz cuz trailers depreciate as where homes appreciate, right? Mm-hmm. But he just was happy to get like to be paying with the with the $130,000 um mortgage, you know, or was 13180 and then plus the um the rent he has to pay for pay for that plot he's paying for around two thousand a month mm-hmm. to have his own spot in LA, which that's cheap as fuck, right? Yeah, damn. Is he renting? But he's he's he, no, he's just using it himself. The yeah. thing is, I'm sure that rent's gonna that plot of, that little plot of rent's gonna go up every year for sure. Uh, hey, I don't know how taxes work out there. Yeah, it depends on how the taxes. I think California taxes are. I know they're high as hell, but oh yeah, they tax the hell out of you over there. Shit. Yeah, if you pay property, they pay property taxes over there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> you were thinking of a play? No, no, no. I was saying that's one of the reasons. Like, if you look at parts of the South outside of Texas, there ain't really much property taxes, but there's no appreciation, right? So the cash flow is heavy, heavy, heavy because you know there's no property taxes. This, I mean, the property taxes if there are, it's like what a thousand five hundred to dollars to a thousand a month a year, you know, <laughs> for real. So like you go to certain places where that doesn't exist. Now the appreciation's not there, but shit, your cash flow's stupid. Mm-hmm. So until the wrong politician gets in and say, hey, we can make a lot more money by raising these things over here. Uh, no, no, no. They make their other money elsewhere. Like they tax you on like a vehicle taxes that's really high so what every what i've known noticed in every state that i've lived in they make their money elsewhere right so in texas you don't pay income tax so you'll bring home most of your check but they're just going to tax the hell out of you on property the other states they're going to tax your income but you don't pay property tax or like the property tax is really low you know what i'm saying so every every city every state has their caveats you just got to learn them and then learn how to find the loophole and finesse it <laughs> yeah. you know so like in texas that's why i came here i was like i can get a high-paying engineering job and just pay the tax right right you know there's always a way to do it man. Always. um <laughs> what was i gonna say um snagging listings from tired airbnb um posts you done any of that I'm not, but the funny thing is, when I posted that furniture, that's what everyone hit me up about. <laughs> hey, so, so why are you selling? Um, can I take over the lease? I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> I was, and I hit up Norm too. I hit up Norm, my partner, and I was like, and he didn't answer the first time, but I forgot to ask him. I was gonna ask him, I'm like, dude, you know, I don't like doing bad business, but shit, they keep asking. We could just really give them these leases and. Let them deal with the headache. I could, but I'm like, I just don't like doing business like that. But people kept yeah. kept getting annoying. I was like, dude, no. But that's what people are. That's the heavy play right now is picking up. Le- I don't know. I just wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do it. That that just like some. What they're doing is they're picking up the lease with the furniture inside. I'm like, mm, I don't know. You you doing? Because they, they pretty much want the furniture. This super discounted or free, right? Yeah, because it's they they basically turnkey in it. They want it turnkey. Mm. So even the girl I sold it to, she was like, I was like, look, you can have the linens and everything. She was like, for real? I'm like, yeah. So she was like, 
So she hopped all over it. I was like, I'll give it to you turnkey because it was easier that way than deal with someone who wants to pick each piece apart. And I'm like, ah, I really don't deal with <laughs> Hey, can I get a discount on this? Like, look, that's what I told them. I was like, I gave them the cheapest price. I was like, look, you can have five units, $5,000, four one bedrooms, one two bedroom. Mm-hmm. So somebody came and got it. So, you know, it's, yeah, that's a play I noticed people are doing. It's just, it's just a lot of fact. It's okay. Look at what we were just talking about earlier with people changing management. And you also have the fact of uh, you don't really know the management. So it's, and then how do you know that they're cool with you doing that? So yeah. many things that can kind of, you know, go wrong. In that no, we, I've picked up, we've picked up three already um, okay. that are, that used to be other people's, you know? Mm-hmm. And the thing is two were in a complex that we're in. So we know the management team and we know that we know pretty much how much they do a month. Right. So we were to pick those up, yeah. They were they, and they were cool since they already knew you. They were cool with you picking them up. Yeah, I called the 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 um the leasing manager. Perfect. I know I know her by name. I you know, and she and I said, hey, I'm looking to get to grab this one. Can we just do a brand new lease? Either transfer it over or do a brand new lease, whatever you want to do. Are you cool with it? And and, and she even because the people we got them from, you know, other people were inquiring to pick them up, but the leasing manager told the told the renter said hey we know we know steve and, and Federico. we know them we will do we'll let you transfer it with them you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. we'll let you we'll let them take over the leases no problem someone else they still got it anybody else they got to go through the process with us they got to have this kind of credit score they got to have this kind of you know three times the rent you know all that stuff we're going to check everything so we're just going to let you know if you want to go through them we'll fast track it and then they'll you know they we can have we could have it in their name tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he goes, but anybody else that you bring in that wants to, that is interested, they're going to have to go through the whole process and put a, you know, and then, and then pay for the application and all that stuff. And hopefully, you know, we still have to approve them, but yeah. Steve and, and, and Federico and them, they, they, they're already good. They have several units with us already. So it was a breeze, you know? Okay. So we had, we had a foot in the door on two of those units that we had at the same complex. And we picked up, uh, this was kind of in-house kind of deal because it was it was a house that um our cleaner had we had we had got we had kind of she wanted this house like to arbitrage we we told her hey this this opportunity came up and and anyway she didn't she really didn't want to be at that house no more the whatever for whatever reason i said okay we'll take it over and that you know that was good for us too so we got those three and i'm always looking i'm always looking at the, here's the thing people when when it's always funny. We hate giving away the secret sauce on this show, but that's what we do, right? And, and most people and we love it. it. Yeah, most people don't want to do nothing with it anyways. But maybe LT fans are different. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyways, um, so so um we're talking about the um uh what are we talking about? Taking over leases. Taking over the lease. So here's the thing. The um man, it totally slipped my mind. Oh, you have when you reach out to these people that post on a Facebook, you know, a page or post anywhere, you know, that you see, and I'm sure a lot of people DM them and stuff like that. This is, I send them a DM. I send them my, what my company does, how many units we run. Here's our professional website. Shout out to Boostly. And, and uh, we have a professional website. Here's all the units we do. We could take it over. Like, you know, I'll go look at it tomorrow. I could take it over this week, you know, as soon as mm-hmm. possible. Uh, I'm not going to say, Hey, maybe sort of kind of, uh, cause we, we can yeah. do this. You know, we get approved everywhere we go. 
you got a, we got a high credit score. We got, um, you know, all this stuff in place. We know what we're doing. So if you, if you, if you want to continue doing it and you don't like, you just don't like the management part, we could take over that, you know, we're fine doing that. Or if you want to, you know, just give it, give it away, give away the lease. We can take over the lease too. So you just go in there with a, yeah. See what you just did. And this is what I tell people. You hit them with multiple avenues. Hey, I can manage it for you. I can take it over. Or you can go ahead and get rid of it. So you give them three choices. That's what I tell people when approaching property owners. I'm like, the reason why a lot of y'all, like I said a long time ago, I said, I've met people who walk away from a million dollars because they don't know what the hell they're doing. They're coming in with one pitch. I'm only pitching arbitrage. Dude might've wanted to sell the damn property. You're walking away from it. That's what I said, man. Know every single avenue, all, all the tools on the tool. <laughs> That's exactly what you did with that pitch. Hey, I can take over and manage it. You don't want to do that? You just want to get out? Hey, we can take over the lease. You're winning every step of the way and you're helping the person. Mm. Love that pitch. That is true. Um, so that's, yeah, that's my pitch. I just go straight at them, tell them, you, you, it, you have a track record. You know what you're doing. Even I even say, you know, got a popular podcast, Live, Let, Thrive. Check it out. Learn some, learn some information. And they say, they like me, you know, you get a personal relationship. You talk to them on the phone. That's the thing people don't do. They don't talk yeah. to them. They'll send you a DM. They'll send you a freaking text, whatever. But you talk to them on the phone, tell them, hey, you know, if I like it, you know, I'm gonna pick it up. As simple yeah. as that. And, um, or manage it for you, or I could do this, you know, we can manage it and we can bring your profits way up because we know what you're doing. Are you getting mm-hmm. your bookings gutted? Are they just taking your weekends? Tell me what's the problem here. And, um, cause they all say, oh yeah, it does good. And then you dig in a little deeper. Well, the weekends get booked. You know, (laughs) that's dude. Anybody can get their weekends booked, right? That's the thing we talk about on the show all the time. Anybody can get their their freaking calendar gutted right down the middle, but you know, try to offer those right discounts, man. (laughs) Got to know how to fill that week up. So I'm big about picking up the the from the tired. You know, it's funny because back in in the real estate days, they say picking up from tired landlords, right? Picking up properties from. And this is the same concept, right? You're picking up from tired uh, short-term rental hosts. And I love that. I love that. I solve a problem for them. Yeah. So right now in y'all business, what direction are y'all going? Are y'all just picking up arbitrages, picking up new ones or picking up existing ones? What's the focus and direction of y'all business right now? You know, it's kind of, um, it's, it's at times it's frustrating to have a partner, but it's good because it, ultimately it's good because you have two minds working the same problem, right? Mm-hmm. And, and here, in case in point, so we saw one of Sean, I saw one of Sean's videos the other day. Every time I look at a Sean video, I get inspired, right? And I'm like, dude, Federico, you know, he picked up 50 units while he was at Burning Man and shit. And so he's not, he has over 150 units now, man. We should, um, we should get, we should, our, our goal should be 200 units. Our goal, we should get 200 units. And he goes like, and Federico's like, slow down, man. He goes, we don't want to pick up 200 shitty one bedrooms when it goes, we want, it goes, we want, you know, bigger, um, we want houses that do, you know, a lot of money. We, he goes, instead of picking up a, a 200, 201 bedrooms in Dallas, that's how many millions of headaches is that? And he goes, Facts. whereas if you have just uh, a few, he goes, a few houses that are doing great, you know, that's a lot less headaches and it's a lot more money. And I was like, yeah, he slowed me down, dude. Cause I got I got obsessed with that number, that hundred mark. Oh, the hundred and fifty mark. Oh, two hundred mark. It's 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 just it, at this point in a short term rental space, it's no longer about quantity. It's about quality. How what how how good are these units? You know what I'm saying? Just having a like that was a few years ago. Everyone running around. I got this many units. This many units. Okay, 
let's get to quality quality now because what's happening is like you always say you can't just throw grandma's furniture in there no more and you got to make sure you're getting a return make sure these things are worth it you know what i mean i always looked at it like man i can go pick up all these arbitrages but i'm like that ain't really my goal i don't want to pick up a bunch of arbitrages i'd rather i'm like federico pick up quality units you know i like Mm -hmm. houses i love houses man houses are just easier easy Mm -hmm. so i'm with fetty on that all day (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah so that kind of slowed me down man i was like okay that makes sense you know mm-hmm. quality over quantity we don't have to go you know get this ig numbers that everybody's going to be impressed with impressed yeah with. and um it's all about you know the can he man he's making eleven thousand on one house a month exactly you know, what the hell Why you once need he has that? 10 once he has 10 look at what he's doing you know what i mean uh, now you're making that a month you know uh, think about what you're making a month so you got to get you know qu- qu- uh qu- qu- my bad. quality <laughs> all day so yeah, how much quality all day, man. It's that time. So that's why I'm happy I actually shut down those five years. Those are five shitholes, like Federico <laughs> would say. <laughs> so, but you know, um, but yeah, man, it's just what that time, you know, to, to definitely step your game up, get really good units. Like right now, I'm replacing my couch in one of my units, like I was saying. Mm. And I was like, man, I was looking on Wayfair and I'm like, fuck this, man. I'm gonna go to Ashley's and get a nice badass couch that covers the whole living room because now you, you're providing quality for people, man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Just getting some cheap crap. Nah, get some nice <laughs> shit, man. For real, man. No more Wayfair, man. But they put a little on the website, they put a little short-term rental button for you on, on Wayfair. They got hip to the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, this Wayfair stuff that I had, it held up pretty good, but I, I just want nicer stuff in there. You know what I mean? Plus, I think you're the one who said it. Like, you look at a, a listing, now you just know it's Wayfair it out. You can just look <laughs> Oh, this is way, you know, you can tell it's, 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 it's like very noticeable, you know, and I'm pretty sure. And if we know it, you know, the, the uh, guests know it. Cause they're like, oh, it's the same furniture. You know, you got to do something to stand out. It was cool at the beginning. Way first stuff was, I was like, wow, it's like mid-century modern looking. And then you, you figure out, oh crap, it doesn't go up anymore. It's, it's stuck in the, it's stuck in the downward futon position. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Man. we were uh, uh me and federico hopped on um the carwells uh, show earlier yeah um, sarah and emily and it, we had some fun on there I, I told her hey you need to stop buying those damn canopy beds man i got tired of going over there and tightening up all the screws on your canopy beds too much freaky deaky going on at those airbnbs <laughs> I, had I had a canopy bed at one of my units i shut down this weekend it's a canopy bed in there yeah <laughs> So yeah, those are old. I'm, I'm with the Zenus metal slats and get you a nice color, different color one and get you some nice stuff in there, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my buddy, uh, my buddy at work, uh, shout out to Shannon. He's he's all excited about his Shreveport unit, you know? Okay. And I, like I was telling you, and I said, man, you could buy houses out there that look freaking beautiful, redone inside and out for like 180 grand, man. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the cash flow on that's going to be insane because the hospitals are there. And I thought it was the LSU, but it's the LSU Shreveport yeah, campus. Yeah. That's It's right, like walking distance to it. But still, that's not bad. There's mm-hmm. still college kids there. They might want to rent it, whatever. And, um, and so I, I was like, I was impressed. I was like, holy crap. You can't get nothing under 300 over here in DFW still, even with the recession or whatever, you know, yeah. quote unquote. Um, so, but he, he was talking about, yeah, I want those. I heard about these Xenos beds, everything he tells me, you know, we've already talked about it a hundred times on the show, which is, it's fun, but mm-hmm. he, um, I want those Xenos beds and this and that. And, and so I told him again, you know, he's like, I just don't know. I have to take them over there. And this, and I said, no, dude, just deliver them straight there. You know, use your, your cleaner or handyman, whoever you got, you know, now you, cause he's setting up the house, right? Yeah. Well, he's talking about getting that 
and it's cool i mean i, I know you probably thought about it too the amazon uh, the the amazon um garage it's called yeah, amazon Q. garage q my q yeah yeah and so it's like a, a code they type in your garage it opens and then they stub like big objects or whatever anything and yeah. then they close the garage that sounds like that's that's yeah. freaking brilliant if you want them to they'll go in and assemble it costs money though so it's expensive but yeah you oh. can have them assemble it oh, i already told him to hack on that get, get i said get with a, a decent um local furniture store and just order everything there three months three months no interest whatever and they'll come and set everything up for you you don't got to set it you don't, you don't got to turn a damn screw or nothing yeah. and they'll make it look nice so so he's hip to that too i'm just we're just trying to help people Mike. yes sir <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's all types of ways to get skin a cat but you didn't answer the question man i was saying where's our trajectory our trajectory yeah uh to the moon man we're going to the moon <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that was part of it you know quality over quantity um we are and it's, here's the thing i'm always i'm still looking for if it's a good deal it's a good deal if it's an arbitrage that i see if someone prices at a house at a decent price and I'm, and i see there's a lot more there's there's a lot of meat on the bone there and we could we can make a good profit monthly on it I'm going to get the house, right? I'm going to arbitrage the house. And, but the play, and we've talked about it on this show a lot, is to, I'll still pepper the owner with, hey, you know, if you ever think of selling it, you know, we'd love to, we'd love to buy it from you, you know, just get it in their head that they're treating, hey, they're treating my house good, take care of everything. I don't have any headaches. I don't have no late payments or nothing like that. I like these guys. And, and um, if y'all, hey, if you ever need to use it yourself or family, let us know. We'll get you a great deal. Y'all can go in there and use it. And just just keep peppering them with it. If any day you want to sell this house, please ask me first. And then uh, we can work out a good price and, you know, it'd be make it make it nice and painless. You know, no agents involved if you don't want no agents involved. By that time, like Michael said, you can get an inspection done while you're there. Right. And so um, so that's definitely one of our strategies, arbitraging a house with the intent to buy it. So mm-hmm. that's definitely, I told, I told Federico, man, I was like, cause sometimes he stresses about the houses. Right. And sometimes we'll have a month where we'll barely break even like September. Right. He'll be freaking out or whatever. And I'm like, dude, just think of the long play. This is a beautiful yeah. house. If we get, if we're able to purchase this thing, it's worth breaking even for two years. If we get to buy this thing at a great price, you know what I'm saying? It's worth, it's worth getting Wait, our foot in the- on an arbitrage deal or a house you own. No, I'm saying a, a house that we arbitrage with the intent to buy. Okay. Oh, yeah. All day. I said, it's worth it. Just breaking even on this thing, you know, leaving it on the back burner and getting in good with the owner and all this stuff just to have the chance to buy it first. Give him the book, the vacation rental Bible, man. He talks about that, bro. Having that long-term play ahead, man. It's, it, that's the thing, man. That, that's the, and that's the thing with like people who arbitrage. See, me and you, we arbitrage, but we came into short-term rentals as real estate investors, right? So we look at it different. Like we know, hey, if the house I own or the house I arbitrage and I'm gonna eventually own this breaks even, well, you'll cry about it for a second, but then like, okay, who cares? I know in 10 years, this thing's paid off. Hell, I don't have to, I can lower my occupancy rate and be making bank on this thing because I'm gonna have more more equity. I'm gonna, uh, my mortgage payment's going down, you know? So it's certain things that, yeah, you just have to understand, you know, and that, that's what I'll be telling arbitragers. I'm like, it's a lot of stuff you miss when you arbitrage only and just don't look at the benefits of owning, man. The long-term wealth is there. You know what I mean? So, mm. man, I, that's, what I, that's what I'm in it for, man, the long-term wealth in 10 years. Because most, I got two properties on 15-year mortgages. So in 10 years, <laughs> think about that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, you got to sit back and like, you know, smell the roses like in 10 years, dude, you know, 
And if you got them on t- on 30 years and you're, you know, because I'm using short-term rentals to actually accelerate the pay down. So you use that, you know, if you're using the profit first method, you can use your monthly payout, your uh, quarterly distribution. You can actually throw it on your mortgage and accelerate your mortgage pay down. Now you're really making bank. Shouldn't have told everyone that, Jim, but that's really what you're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm just joking. But no, that, that's really what you want to do. Like if you guys use profit first and you're uh, using short-term rentals, you can either use it to grow your business or you can use it to just pay down a lot of the debt that you have on your uh, properties. And once mm. you pay that down, man, sky's the limit. Cause I need, mm. yeah, I just need a few more houses and I'm, I'm just working on debt pay down. Then I'm going to be, able to go back into buying. Are you Dave Ramsey and some shit, man? No. <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> first thing some shit. <laughs> it sounded a little James Ramsey to me. Mm-mm. Pay off that debt. Pay, off, pay well, off that I, debt. See, I'm, this, now this is one thing I don't do. Like a lot of people, they always say refi, refi, refi. I only refi, I, I'm to the point, I'll only refi out. I'm something. I'm trying to become the bank. So when I pay down debt, my whole goal, if you look at my goal behind me, I want a million dollars in a line of credit. So what I'm doing is I need enough houses to where it's paying me $20,000 a month on long-term rents. They're all paid down. I have nothing on it. And then I have a $1 million line of credit on that. Then I can take that and do what I want. See, this is a lot, a lot of stuff that people don't realize. They always, because Bigger Pockets preaches that. But these people making multi-millions of dollars, they got some shit that's paid off. Like not mm. the Grant Cardones. I'm talking about these other people, the silent people. They got shit paid off, and then they have lines of credit. They are the bank. That's your goal. You want to be the bank. Mm. You can be the bank with real estate. And that's and that's how I've used my um my 401k through my company yep. as my own bank too, mm-hmm. and then pay myself back with no interest. It's a beautiful yep. thing. Well, no, no, I pay myself back with interest, but the interest goes to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, a, it's a trip, man. I love it. Yeah. Oh, man. And yeah, 401ks, even um, like SD IRAs, man, self-directed IRAs, all that stuff, man. You can use it for your advantage. Mm. Yeah, because I'm about to get ready to do me and Mahogany because we, you know, it took, they let Mahogany's wait six months to touch her 401k, but we're about to take all our 401ks and put them in SD IRAs and see if we can go on a buying spree. <laughs> nice. I love it, man. Um. We already talked to, we touched on it last week a little bit, right? Kicking all your um, home warranties to the curb. Oh yeah. I canceled all mine, man. I canceled mm. five of them, man. All my houses. I canceled them. I, um, yeah. American home shield just, are, they're just shitty. So I just got rid of them. And then I just hired a handyman to take over everything. My guy, uh, um, my guy, Ron, he's going to be handling everything. So you I'm said trying- they turned down something they didn't want to fix. Well, not, not something that you want to fix. So basically I put in a, I had an AC unit go out, right? Mm. So they didn't have anyone there to uh, fix the AC unit. So I was like, okay, whatever. Um, so I reached out to them and they didn't have anyone. They were like, well, you can go get an outside authorization. Here's the form, fill it out, filled out the form, went and got somebody to fix it. They fixed it. And I was let them, I let them know, Hey, the home warranty people, they're going to get, be getting with you. And I put them all on one email with the form sent them the invoice, boom, hadn't heard, didn't hear from them. So of course I'm just waiting on them to follow up about two weeks ago. I remember this request was put in July 3rd, mm-hmm. two weeks, about two, a week, no, about a week and a half ago. So this oh. now, this is two months. <laughs> the BR McGintry, the people who fixed my AC unit, they're hitting me up. They're like, Hey man, we never received payment. 
Um, and I'm like, the uh, uh, the home American Home Shield didn't pay you? They go, no, man, here's the invoice. They didn't pay me. So I said, look, man, I was like, man, I like to keep good relationships because you're a really good company. I, and then they're a smaller company. I said, hey, man, here, and I paid them. I was like, let me pay you. So I hit up American Home Shield and they were like, oh, there was a process that you didn't follow. They were supposed to call us in order to do the outside authorization and they do it so we can't pay you. So I was like, okay, so I've been paying you a month monthly fee and you're not paying it out. I said, cool. I said, cancel all, all my um, Home Shield policies. So of course, you know, they send you to retention. Retention's like, okay, what do you want to do? I said, I want to cancel all five of these policies. They pull them up. It's like, oh, you have five policies with us? was like, well, we see you're on the platinum plan, which is the fastest service plan. Uh, you think we can stay with you if you we, you will stay if we give you two months free on all the units? I'm like, no. And I'm like, look at what you guys did. So, man, I sat on them with like 30 minutes, them just trying, hey, we'll give you this. We'll give you this. I said, look, pay me out for what you owe me and give me a year free. They're like, well, we can't do that. I said, oh, I know. So cancel and give me my money. And that's what they did. Yeah, Damn. yeah, I'm not using them no more. So yeah, so the same thing with with us, man. It's just I won't go into. It's it another AC issue, right? I, I, <laughs> they AC issues, bro. AC issues, man. Because they and 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 I've heard it from from other people before. They don't want they don't want to fix the issue. They would they just want to keep putting putting band aids on it, band aids on it. You know, they're not going to ever fix it outright because they still want to keep you paying monthly, right? And then, then you're going to pay, you're going to pay um, part of the fix and then you're going to pay for the free on to put, I don't know. It's, they get over on you, right? I mean, they're not in the business to lose money, right? So anyways, that's my next thing, man. I'm going to, uh, it just happened the other week. So I need to go through that um, process. I heard he had to be on the phone for hours in order to get them to cancel. Is that correct? Or you were just, you said 30 minutes and you got them to cancel all your, all your, all five of them. Right. Yeah. And then no, that was my AT&T um, doing the AT&E upgrades. I was on the phone for hours. Oh, uh, by the way, we need to tell people that. Yeah. If you, if you're in an upgrade area for AT&T and they're upgrading the fiber and you got the old DSL stuff, you better uh, call them. Cause they're uh, they will cut off your stuff in about, I think in November they're, they're basically just cutting your service cause they're going to fiber. But no, uh, yeah, it just took me about 30 minutes to get it all. Oh, okay, cool, man, cool. Yeah, like I, I mentioned earlier on one of our calls that I, I, don't, I don't have AT&T unless they offer fiber. So they're great. They're <laughs> the fastest thing around with, uh, with fiber optics. I mean, it's amazing. But if they don't, it's like it's, it's slower than um, what they offer. If they don't have fiber there, it's slower than Spectrum. So I just go with Spectrum. So I don't have any of those switchovers to do. But um, but yeah, man. So the yeah, the home shield, uh, fuck home shield. I'll say that on the show because I mean <laughs> they 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 screwing me over now. They screwed you over. It's but at least you get it's a month to month, right? You can quit anytime. You don't have to keep paying for a year, right? Yeah, you can quit anytime. Okay, so yeah, they, they tried to uh, they tried to send me a uh, a cancellation fee. I sent them back to that email. They I said, man, I'm not paying this, and I sent the invoice of what they owed. They then re- sent back like they put a negative on the account. They, ah. like, all right fine <laughs> so yeah man a cancellation fee these mother lovers so yeah <laughs> unless they come sponsor our show fuck home shield i'm just kidding <laughs> either way they we're gonna let them sponsor, sponsor our show hell, man. <laughs> sponsor, man. and so and so we figured out if you're if you're doing this um if you're doing um buying houses and stuff and accumulating more houses it's better to just have a handyman on retention right 
Yes, sir. Definitely. Definitely. And you can save you money in the long run if you have enough. See, and what you realize once you're scaling up and you have enough properties, you can just hire the handyman full time. Then you may even be paying them cheaper than what you were paying home shit. You know what I mean? Mm. So that that's my goal is to is scale up to enough properties to where we can either we can have our own cleaning company. And me, you, Fetty, and Mike, we've been talking about that. Our own cleaning company and our own handyman service. Then we just put them on payroll. Mm. Yeah, right off time, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Then we got taxes coming out and everything else. Nice, man. Nice, man. Sorry the hogs lost. Um, Jerry, Jerry's upset. Jerry World. The funny thing is, I was was actually rooting for him that time. Yeah. Just didn't pull it off. (laughs) <laughs> at the top of the upright anyways that's the <laughs> arkansas the arkansas game that, that brought a lot of people to town i was like holy crap we're getting booked out for arkansas this is crazy oh yeah that's arkansas's home stadium you know who jerry jones is <laughs> he built that bad boy man he builds a lot of stuff over there for their college so there you yeah go. yeah the only national championship they ever had jimmy johnson and uh and jerry jones were on the team that's Boy. that's a crazy fun fact right there. Yeah, 55 <laughs> or 54, one of them. Yeah, yeah. The only national championship they have, they were on the team. Wow, man. This has been a good show. This has yeah. been a great show, man. Episode 224 of Live Let Thrive. And um, yeah, shout out your company. Shout out your so people can find you. Well, yeah, my company's ShareBnB. I mean, you guys, I mean, if you guys are looking, yeah, ShareBnB.com, but my biggest thing is if you have any properties or know anyone that has anything for sale, Arkansas or Dallas, mainly Dallas DFW area, hit me up. You have any uncles that are slumlords own crack houses. We buy crack houses, trap houses, like that. <laughs> hit me up and uh, I will definitely be a buyer and I'll come take a look at it. And uh, yeah, Stevie stacks, what you got? Oh man. Um, Argus rentals Argus is the largest, yo, A R G E S T rentals dot com hit me up talk to me and federico we'll get you a we'll get you a good deal going we'll we'll give you some discount because you're a listener of the live let thrive show and uh, we'll take care of your properties and we'll make you a lot of money we'll stuff your trousers with money y'all um yeah if you just want to talk and shoot the breeze with me hit me up too. find us go you can find me on that site so uh, uh rentals.com you can find live let thrive at live let thrive.com and all that fun stuff live let thrive at gmail.com to send us a message and say hello and come on our show and all that stuff. So that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, TikTok, and make sure you are leaving us a like on the video. If you're watching on YouTube, leave us a like subscribe. And if you're on Apple podcasts, make sure you leave us a good review. No, give us an honest review. If you don't like us, oh well, let us know. But if you do love us, let us know. We'll shout you out if you do love us. So, uh, yeah, thank y'all for continuing to listen to it. We'll, we'll, we'll shout out a hater too, but we'll talk yeah. shit about him. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the power play now. I see the gurus doing. They're posting shit that their haters are saying. That's the power play now. I'm like I like that. I like that's a cool move. They're taking the power back. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, <laughs> too. But yeah, man, thank y'all for continuing to listen to us. I'm happy. I'm happy we finally got a me and Steve up in. Man, those are. Old school lips, man. I, I love actually hopping on me and Steve and just shooting it back and forth, man. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, thank y'all for continuing to listen. And we are out. Peace. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.